following is a member of the Growler Media Podcast Network. Find out more at growlermedia.com. What show was Schneider on? I blanked there. Uh, one day at a time. One day at a time. There's actually a new One Day at a Time on Netflix. Oh, well, okay. As far as I know, <laughs> no one from the original show, like Schneider, does not appear on that. That guy's got to be dead by now. Perhaps, perhaps. Of course, if Mackenzie Phillips is still alive, then everyone can still <laughs> be alive. Welcome to Flash Gordon Minute, presenting your hosts from Minute of Darkness and the Cosmic Geppetto podcast, Brad, and introducing your intrepid explorer of Planet Mongo, Eric. It is Minute 52 of Flash Gordon Minute. Eric, how are you tonight? It's at the top of this episode, an important bit of advice. When beating down aliens and running around a giant complex on another world, remember that it's very important to always make your feet look their best. And the finest way to do that is to wear golden spikes, the only fashionable shoe wear you need on the planet Mongo. Golden spikes, because your feet deserve the best. (laughs) Uh, Yes, it's good that we have a public service message every now and again. Uh, And joining us, I don't know if he's wearing golden spike heels or not, but uh, we we have uh, Rory back with us from Glasgow. Rory, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm not wearing golden spikes, but I'm wearing some cool VR glasses. Oh, nice. That's what we all should be doing. Do you currently <laughs> see the planet Mongo? I can can see the the escapees as they run. Yes, they are. Everyone's escaping. Uh, and Dale, God bless her, she's not forgetting her shoes. So. <laughs> yeah, she, she's done kicking ass, and she remembers to bring her high heels with her. Why is why does she put them back on if she's just going to keep running, though? You know what? It's ridiculous. However, it's no more ridiculous. It's actually less ridiculous than, uh, what was it, the the first Jurassic World movie where uh, Bryce Dallas Howard yeah. shouldn't even bother taking his shoes off while running from a T-Rex. <laughs> through mud? Oh, through mud, and then at the end when she's running from the T-Rex, it's like... And I, I remember when they... Uh, and of course, I'm certainly not the first person to address this, but when I saw that, all I could think of was in the first movie, in the first Jurassic Park film, where they said, oh, we clocked the T-Rex going 50 miles per hour, or however, like, really damn fast. And it's like, but don't worry, Ron Howard's daughter in high heels can still escape this thing on foot. <laughs> Later on in this minute, Dale stops running and puts her heels back on. Yeah, that's and, what I'm confused of. So, you know, she, she's making the same mistake Bryce Dallas Howard is making. It's also wasting time. I mean, she's trying to get out of there. She takes the time to do it. And those those suckers could be weapons, those two high heels. She should have them in her hands anyway. Yeah, I'm thinking I've seen like at least one movie where, I, you know, the femme fatale was able to kill the dopey guy with a high heel to the eyeball. So uh, <laughs> we've seen the level of competition and competency with the guards here. I don't even think she would need, like, a high heel. I think just a flip-flop, and she could really <laughs> take out Mongo's <laughs> army. <laughs> Look out, she's got, like, one of those sling-toe flip-flops. No! <laughs> I was a week away from retiring. Ah, oh, bunny slippers! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, what, 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 what happens in minute 52? Well, aside from uh, Dale running around, uh, we get some awesome The Return of the Goggles guys. And we get our first real full-length view of the room. We just we had them in close-up much earlier in the movie, but now we see the full extent of 
these goggles guys and what they do. There's 12 of them in this room, six on either side of some kind of control panel. And uh, speaking of said control panel, I'm wondering what purpose those panels serve because the goggles clearly allow them to see what they need to see. And the screens in front of them on the panel are, are blank. There's nothing even on them. So I'm not sure what those control panels are even doing there with these goggles guys. It was a long pan through this room. I feel like not a whole lot happened in this minute because so much of it was taken up with like, we're going to do just a nice pan through the room. We're going to make sure you see all the goggles guys. Yeah. Um, some awesome background uh, computer music, SF sound effects going on. Mm. It, was, it was like, ah, oh. and it, I, I believe I got to, and I sort of, I've watched this minute a few times uh, preparing for uh, our recording. And if I had a little more time, I would have uh, tried to do some research. It's like, I, I'm pretty sure that that background noise has been used in other movies. It, it yeah. sounds very Wilhelm scream. Yo, you've heard this a bunch of times. Yeah, it's very familiar. I actually have a um, an ambient noise app that I use sometimes when like, I can't sleep or whatever. And it has a, like a sci-fi noise like thing on it. It's made sound like a spaceship. And it sounds similar like some of the things you can turn up. I think it's called Control Panel, one of the sounds on it. Oh, that's cool. Like, like, the, uh, like the original Star Trek bridge background noise. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like one of the settings on it, because you can adjust different levels and stuff, and it's called, um, it's called like, yeah, Enterprise Bridge is one of the settings on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that's such a great, distinct sound uh, from uh, Star Trek. So, uh, And it's sort of an... It, a recurring theme of this movie where, you know, if you're in computer room, everything's going to sound like a computer room. And they're going to have the computers, even if the computers don't really make sense, um, as Eric already pointed out, is like, you know, you, you, you have the goggles, they sort of, and the computers don't even have anything on them. But it's like, no, but you're a computer room. You're going to have a computer. Just the same as, you know, when we're in Zarkov's laboratory, it's like, get all the sciencey things you can get. They don't make any sense. It's like, just throw them in there. You, you know, it's a, so they... So, but then the computer room, and then uh, they decide to they find her, and they send this send Agent Zarkov. And uh, guys, d- does anybody else feel like Zarkov may not be the best choice for 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 them to send after Dale? I, uh, you know, they just g- gave him the brain whammy. Uh, it's just like, uh, boy, is he is he really road tested enough to send on this mission? Well, he's the only one she would trust. Yeah. So they just send more of those guards after her, and that's not going to work. Yeah, she's shown she can take all those pig guys out, so yeah. they already tried that. Just, there must have been a step in between. I feel like there just should have been a step between pig guys and Zarkov. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about that untested agent who's, uh, you know, and, and I guess it would have helped if, or I would have had a little easier time with the believability if there was any indication that they were planning on if they said it's like Zarkov, find out what she knows. It's like okay, that makes sense. But it was more like get her. It's like eh, okay, yeah, okay. Let's uh, the uh, sort of out of shape dad bod scientist <laughs> that we just whammied who doesn't have any weapons. Send him. But uh, <laughs> you're right, it works because uh, she spills the beans immediately. I'm watching this, and of course. It, it is believable because when you see Zarkov, he's one of only two people on this entire planet that she recognizes. But uh, she, she's very happy to see him. She's just dropping all the information on him. <laughs> and he is robot talking like crazy. 
And my first thought is like, hey, isn't this tipping you off that something's wrong? It was like, but then I'm like, no, why Why would you doubt that the human being, I, I guess there's no reason to think that people have been brainwashed when they talk a little weird, right? Yeah, it wouldn't be my first thought. I'd maybe ask what was going on, though. I mean, he is weird, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like they have this like really like long relationship where she knows <laughs> how he uh, reacts. I remember, um, God, what was the uh, the movie with uh, Nicolas Cage and uh, uh, Face Off? Yeah. John Travolta, who was uh, switched faces with Nicolas Cage, he was in the prison, and uh, so he could get information off of uh, like Nicolas Cage's brother, and he was so worried of saying the wrong thing or. You know, his brother was automatically suspicious. Like, I don't think that's really him. It's like, really? He 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 actually has your brother's face and talks like him. I think if I talk with my sister and she says something a little kooky, my first thought was like, eh, I don't think that's really her. <laughs> I think that might be a sign that's of a good uh, point. You know, so I uh, yeah, so I guess it makes sense. What else am I missing from uh, minute fifty-two, uh, Erica? You're our best recapper, so sometimes I bounce <laughs> around too much. Uh, well, I, I, I want to discuss um, the physical motion of the goggles guys, because in the in the early part, when we first see them, they're all raising and lowering their heads back and forth. I, I'm not I'm not sure what purpose that is serving. And then when they watch Sarkov on the big screen meeting up with Dale, they all suddenly move in unison. They all slowly lean forward at the same time after having the whole previous parts of the minute they're all moving back and forth with no particular rhyme or reason. Uh, and I'm just, uh, based on what we know about the making of this movie, I'm thinking Mike Hodges didn't have a reason to have them do it. He just thought it would look cool because this just doesn't, there's no reason for them to be in unison or out of unison at either point. No, you're completely right. So much of this movie is the last minute itself. We were, that's really what we discussed is it was about a movie about looking cool and everything looked, looks very cool and you know be it doing a cartwheel in the middle of a fight uh or just ha- having the goggles guys eh, just looking in the same direction and we've talked about uh some uncomfortable scenes some inexperienced actors maybe not being being in scenes that guide to their strengths but the one thing this movie doesn't seem to do wrong is the costume design and the look are never anything but like eye-catching and pleasing to the eye and fun so you know, it's they look cool, and when you have them going in the same direction like that, or, or seemingly like they're almost like part of one brain, really effective. Yes, I, I like these guys. They are very sort of creepy the way they move and the way they speak, or, or the one guy speaks quite unsettling. I think. Speaking of the way they speak, uh, that this is this. I, I was going to bring this up because one of them says he sees Dale in section 409, and he pronounces it Beta. And I was going to take issue with this because I would say, hey, wait a minute, beta? No, it's beta. But I read that in Britain, it is beta. So, Rory, yeah. how do you pronounce it? Yeah, beta. Yeah, ah, that is, that there is we how go. I pronounce it. So, it, it, it is, it's simply a, uh, the actor obviously was from Britain. Yeah, a lot of people are in this movie. That is, I, I didn't, apparently, apparently he speaks English. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he speaks the English version of Greek. Yeah, yeah. right, yes. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what they pronounced it like in ancient Greece, that's true. But in Mongo, it's beta. Right. <laughs> that is, uh, I, I, and I'm always curious about the uh, idiosync- idiosyncrasies of, uh, like, you know, pe- people speaking the same language. And America is a huge country, 
and uh, just in the state of Pennsylvania, where I live, there's dialect changes from one end of the state to the other. Um, I remember when I was in college, so I was from the suburbs of Philadelphia. I dated a girl from the suburbs of uh, Pittsburgh, and just little things where, um, you know, when she would get a soda, she would call it a pop, and or when she would clean up her room, it was like, gotta red up my room. I was like, what? It's like, uh, it's she's like, it's a Pittsburgh thing, with short for ready up. I was like, that still doesn't make any sense. So. Um, so of course, when you have just differences in a single state, um, you know the, the difference in pronunciations and you know language from uh, you know over the pond is uh, pretty pronounced. Well, I was a bit confused about what's going on with Zarkov. Is he like getting signals into his brain? Have they like implanted them with something that how they are telling him things? Yeah, they press it. They say activate him, right? And they press a button. So yeah. that button must have sent some kind of order directly to his brain. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't know if it was like I had an earpiece that they were telling him, but yeah, he says they're not speaking into something, they're pressing a button. The buttons look hilarious as well. And there's, there's oh, yeah. Like yeah, big that, like yeah. plastic <laughs> gems. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something that you have a little bit where they're when they're communicating with Zarkov to send him on this mission. And then in the next minute, it's when it really is weird you know how they're communicating him because at least in this minute it's like he he, i guess the idea is like it could be an intercom in the room he's in but uh apparently that is not the case in the next minute um yeah it's definitely uh another call off from the marvel movies because they do that all the time where all of a sudden everyone has an earpiece uh (laughs) even though you don't see it uh, it was really pronounced in the first Avengers movie where you see Captain America talking with Iron Man. And he actually, like, sort of holds his hand up to his ear as if he's trying yeah. to, like, focus the earpiece. He's like, okay, I can see there's nothing in his ear right now. Uh, and, and why would he have an earpiece? And why, how can he also communicate with the whole... Yeah, I guess it's no fun having them, like, yell to each other. It's like, hey, hey, over there, over there. Can't hear you. It's like, oh, let's just pretend we can hear each other. All right? Yeah, in the comic books, they never had to worry any earpieces. No. A lot of comics do that with a psychic. Like the X-Men, with Jean Grey and the Justice League, usually Martian Manhunter is telepathically linking them. That's how they get around all that. Right, yep. The Avengers don't have a have a That's psychic, true. though. No, rarely, rarely. I was actually just going to call it the same thing, Rory. I remember, and, and I love that, where uh, when I first started reading X-Men, they would always be like going into battle, and it would be either Professor X or... Phoenix or uh, Rachel Summers would uh, say, it's like, don't worry, I'm going to set us up with a Psylink. And then, you know, then they'd be communicating. It's like, ah, and I love that idea because it was just, it, would, it was just them taking a few seconds. It's like, okay, we have to have a way for them to communicate other than just Captain America yelling really loud. All right. So this was a, a quick minute, but a, a, a good one. Uh, Rory, again, uh, please share with our listeners where, uh, where they can find out more about your, your, uh, your podcasting career. Find my podcast. It's called Dog Hair Presents. You can find it wherever you find podcasts uh, and SoundCloud and at doghairnetwork.com. And it's about all sorts of geeky topics, sometimes non-geeky topics, but mostly geeky topics. And you can learn a little bit uh, about things like comic book characters or people like George Lucas or uh, haven't done a Flash Garden episode, but that's a good idea. You should do that. I also have a YouTube channel called Hangover Reviews where I review things to watch and do with a hangover have reviewed flash gordon there you can check that out at hangover reviews on youtube and you can follow me on twitter at hangover reviews rory i, I was i found it really interesting when you were saying how you um you, know, you t- 
sort of going into the background of uh, different characters uh, and combo characters. And is there a character that you're that you're really looking forward to to digging your uh, your hooks into? Um, and and also, have have you done an episode on uh, Carol da- uh, Carol Danvers, uh, the new Captain uh, Captain Marvel? No, I haven't. That's actually a good one for the list, I think, because I, I really like her as a character. Um, no, I haven't done that. That would be one I'm interested in. I've got a few I'm sort of planning on doing, but I need to read more comics before I do, because I don't know enough yet. Uh, Hellboy and Howard the Duck I'm planning on doing episodes on. Yes! Mm. Howard the Duck, yes! Yeah, so they're, they're going to be fun, I think. I've started reading up for both of them. Yeah, Howard the Duck is... First off, a very cool character. Yeah. The Howard the Duck comics are excellent and really smart and funny and uh, submersive, uh, subversive. And then... Well, he know, is a duck. He's also subversive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's why Eric, uh, what he brings, he's just too damn sharp. Yeah. That is that's a good one. And then the movie, which was none of those things. And, no. No. We have had people on the show that are fans of the film, and yeah, certainly... including me. Yeah, so people have a lot of warm feelings towards it, but very different from the comics. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah it's nothing at all like the. Comics. Just actually talked a little bit about this in a recent episode of Dog Hair Presents, uh, in the George Lucas episode. Obviously, he was involved with it. It was a Lucas film production. Yeah, yeah. It's one uh, people started people started thinking that perhaps George Lucas didn't have as much of a golden touch outside of Star Wars as uh, was previously believed. And then the rights issues with Howard the Duck is fascinating. Where I remember Marvel at that time, whenever they would uh, send a check to their creators, the check to endorse it would have a thing saying it's like signing by signing this check, you're giving up the rights to the characters and the work you've done. Yeah. And uh, was it Steve Gerber created Howard? Yeah. Yeah. So. And he would cross out that line before he would endorse it, uh, you know, hoping to, with the intention of, he had no intention of giving up those rights. Yeah, there are some interesting stories there that I don't know enough about to go into now, but I'm planning on reading up on for the for the podcast. Well, very cool. Yeah, we recommend everybody check it out. Um, yeah, uh, and uh, it's been really fun having you with us, Rory. Thank you so much, and we're going to have you back tomorrow. Excellent. Thanks very much for having me. It's a lot of fun. Always love talking about this movie, so... It's great to be here. Oh, it's great having you. And uh, Eric, where can people find out more about Flash Gordon Minute? We can chat on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute listeners vortex. We can chat on Twitter at Flash Gordon Pod, and we can chat on email Flash Gordon Minute at gmail.com. Yeah, we ask everyone to give us their uh, ratings and reviews on iTunes. Really fun week so far, and uh, more great stuff coming up. Ah, but Eric, I feel like I'm a. a I'm coming face-to-face with my mortality. Uh-oh. Your midlife crisis? Midlife crisis? Yeah, I think that's happening. But what what really got me thinking about this is they've been announcing a lot of, uh, as we're recording, they've been announcing a lot of news on uh, TV shows that have been renewed and not canceled. And uh, they announced that Law & Order Special Victims Unit was renewed for its 20th season. Wow. And uh, I, I just have come to realization... I think there's a chance this show is going to outlive me. Ooh. Well, I have literally never watched a single episode of Law & Order SVU. I was an original Law & Order person, and I never went to the any of the spinoffs. But uh, if uh, uh, Jane Mansfield's daughter uh, continues her run and outlasts you, don't worry about it, Brad. 
Flash will save every one of us. Attention listeners! You can follow us on Twitter at FlashGordonPod and join the conversation on Facebook in the Flash Gordon Minute Listener's Vortex. Stay tuned for our next thrilling episode of Flash Gordon Minute.